You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr. Suzanne. Hypnotherapy, also referred to as guided hypnosis, uses relaxation, extreme concentration, and intense attention to achieve a heightened state of consciousness or mindfulness. The individual is guided by a hypnotherapist into an altered state of awareness. Research suggests that hypnosis may provide a wide range of benefits for a multitude of psychological, physical, and behavioral issues and conditions such as addictions, grief, anxiety, PTSD, weight loss, and cessation of smoking. But today we're going to do a deep dive on hypnotherapy for wealth and abundance with Kane Corder. She is a clinical hypnotherapist specializing in stress and money management and the CEO and founder of Presidential Lifestyle. So great to have you here on Wellness for Life, Kane. Hi, so good to be here. How are you? Awesome, awesome. I love talking about hypnotherapy because I will tell you, I've had hypnotherapy and worked with hypnotherapists since I believe uh, 1989, I think, 1988, somewhere around there. It's, and it's done wonders for me. And part of it was I needed it for sleep. I needed to sleep in the when I was in college, you know. So um, I know that uh, you've been utilizing hypnotherapy for your clients for various things. What I'd like to know is, uh, you know, first tell us how hypnotherapy works. I think your your clinical definition was really good when I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, because I've been in it so long, like I'm so far away from that definition. But listening to it, it was like, wow, that was a really good explanation of hypnotherapy. But how it works, I like to say, to make it simple, I like to say it works like when you type on a Word document, you have a story written on that document, right? And let's say you don't like that story. You just hit delete and you delete every single letter until your sentence is gone, until the paragraph is gone. And you can type a whole new story. And then you hit save. The old story is gone. Nobody ever knew it was ever there. You don't even have to remember it yourself. And now you have this new story. That's the way hypnotherapy works. It really deletes the old habit or the old story, and it replaces it with a new one, the suggestion that you talked about in your explanation. That's how hypnotherapy works. Mm, it's such an, that's such an easier way of un understanding it. You know, what I realize, a lot of people think you're in like this kind of weird trance that you're not in control, but that's so not true. What hypnotherapy, at least for me, how it helps is it puts you in a state where Whatever is suggested as you're talking, and often you're listening to the hypno hypnotherapist, and or you get a CD or D a DVD, some form of um, recording, recording, and you listen to it. It's like a guided meditation, and it just helps um, ease either whether it's pain. It helps you relax easier, and like you said, it kind of like deletes some form of, I don't know if, if the memory is deleted, would you consider that the memory is deleted? Is it, isn't it just that the trigger or the charge is deleted? Well, the memory can be deleted because typically we remember the things that have an emotional charge to them. So if I asked you, what did you have for breakfast three Thursdays ago, unless you have the same exact breakfast on Thursday, every Thursday, you probably won't remember because there was no emotional charge with this breakfast. 
unless some like sexy person or, you know, like mm-hmm. um, you also got a million dollars with breakfast, like unless something significant happened during the breakfast, you probably won't remember it. And that's kind of where that memory will go. It'll go where all the other go. They eventually just fade and it's not the emotion is taken away from it. So the memory can also be taken away. Now, that's not necessarily what will happen. It could still be there because you can still have some of the emotion lingering, but not as not the heightened state of emotion that created the trigger that you speak of. Mm, thank you. I'd like to know, you know, you used to be a Morgan Stanley financial advisor, which totally makes sense about, you know, why I wanted to talk about uh, wealth and abundance. But how did you go from working as a financial advisor into hypnotherapy and why? <laughs> so I'll start with why. As a financial advisor, I was creating these beautiful financial plans for my, my, my at the time, I, they were cl- clients, not patients. So I was creating these beautiful financial plans. And what I'd find is that people would tell me what their idea of prosperity was or what their goal was or their dream was. But then when it came time to execute it, they wouldn't. Something would get in the way. And I got really curious about that thing that was getting in the way. I now call it a prosperity block. And I said, what is this thing? Like, why do they not move forward? And it's the same thing that a doctor experiences when a patient won't execute on their treatment plan. It's resistance. And I wanted to know more about resistance, what caused it, uh, why it was there, uh, what would make it go away. And so I just started studying and finding out, oh, this is this really is psychology. And I left Morgan Stanley, went back to school, got my master's in clinical mental health counseling. While I was in my master's program at the very end, the last class I took was trauma. And I thought I was going to hate trauma, which is why I put it at the end. But I fell in love with it because of hypnotherapy. I learned hypnotherapy in my trauma class because my trauma professor was also a hypnotherapist and she taught it to us in, in our, in our last session. And then from there I went and I got certified as a clinical mental health, uh, clinical hypnotherapist myself because it was phenomenal. And let me tell you what I mean by it being phenomenal. And you know, because you've had it, but this is how extremely uh, powerful is the word I want to use hypnotherapy is. In my class, my teacher used me as the example. And she told me, make up a story and I'll do hypnotherapy on you in front of the class so they'll see it, what it's like. I made up a story. It wasn't even my real story. Yet I felt different when I got out of that chair. I actually felt like something had healed inside of me and I fell in love with hypnotherapy and I fell in love with trauma too because Trauma can be so debilitating and to be able to just pluck that trauma out of somebody and let them live a life where they're no longer triggered or hurt and now they're healed. I was like, absolutely this. I don't even want to do therapy without hypnotherapy. Mm, There's so many people out there that's gone through trauma, um, you know, as a child, mm-hmm. physical trauma, sexual trauma, um, trauma from being in the war. There's so many. And I don't think their first thought is actually hypnotherapy. I, of course, their first thought is, I need drugs to calm my anxiety down, calm, yeah. right? Kind of yeah. help them um, 
whether prescribed or, whether, or exactly, self-induced. Exactly, that's exactly true. So I'm so glad that we're talking about this. Um, what are some of, you mentioned about the resistance and prosperity block. What are some of, of the most common challenges when you're talking with your clients about their relationship with money? Well, the first thing that I would say is that what I've noticed And now most people who talk about money won't talk about this. But what I've noticed is that we equate money and love. So we use money to get love. Now, people will say, what? No, I don't. You're going to say that. But I have a quiz that will show you differently. And when what I mean by people use money to get love. Now, I'll show you. So you know about the spender and you know about the saver. They also, there are other money mentalities. I call one of them the blamer, another one, the enthusiast. There's the hero, the artist, and then what I call the president, because my company is called Presidential Lifestyle. So the ideal money mentality or money personality is the president. Well, let's take, for example, the hero. That's the money mentality I used to be before I started this work. The hero is the person that is going to help you take care of your needs. It's the person you call when you can't pay your mortgage and you need help. It's the person you call when you have a boot on your car and you don't have a savings account or credit cards to get it off. It's the person you call who you can tell your story, your woe is me story, and they will have a solution for you at the end. I was a hero and the hero in order to get love tends to save people. They love doing it. It's so much fun for them. However, eventually they realize you're not getting love this way. You really just become more frustrated because more and more people begin to ask and ask and ask because you put it out there that this is the way you get love. And because you do, it's not real, it's not real love, you eventually become resentful. And so that that is the bottom of it. But then layered on top of that is they're going to come to me for a relationship problem, right? That's what they think they're coming to me for. But what I found while I'm working with them is that they're a hero and they have been allowing people to cross their boundaries and they've been using money to get love. And at the end, they feel used. But it's not that they were used. It was that they didn't have clear lines. They went from from helping to pleasing, They skipped over helping and went straight to pleasing. And now in that pleasing mode, they've given up so much of themselves that they don't know how to find themselves. And so what we usually do when I get a hero in my office and I get a lot of heroes, especially the people that I'm talking to right now, my doctors, a lot of my doctors are heroes. And a lot of them are the most successful person in their families, especially when it is um, African-American. They're the most successful person in their family. So they tend to have to help a lot of people around them. And that hero just gives, 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 just can't stop giving. And they have a hard time receiving. And so when they come to me, what we're really working on is helping them become a better receiver. And how we do that using hypnotherapy is to go back into that childhood because that childhood trauma, that and it doesn't have to be trauma like sexual trauma or what, what we sometimes call capital T trauma. It could just be traumatic It can be a traumatic experience that triggered something in them and made them believe that they had to do something in order to get love. I have to do this in order to get love. I have to save you. I have to make you feel taken care of in order for me to get love. And that got programmed into them very early, usually before zero and seven. And now that that's imprinted in them, it's very hard to let go. Time and repetition can do it, but that takes a long time and a lot of repetition. Most 
effectively is hypnotherapy. And so by the time they come to me, we're going to take them into that, that what you call that meditative state. We go into that state. We go back to one of the early memories, hopefully the earliest, if the brain trusts me, we can go back to the earliest memory and we have to replay that memory, not relive it though. That's, I want to make that distinction. We just have them replay it. So they're like watching it as if they're watching television and they tell me what they would have liked to happen in that moment. And so as I take them back and they tell me what they would have liked to happen in the moment, the brain doesn't know the difference between that which is imagined and that which is real because the same place in our brains that we use to do something is the same place in our brains that we use to imagine it. So even just imagining the story changing, the person can change. They shift their thought around that memory. And now that they have that shift, they, they live a different life because now that they imagined it differently, the new story that they're telling themselves is not that they have to do something to deserve love, but they just are loved. Mm, I love the way you describe how we need to imagine more to replace uh, some of the old stories. Now, I mean, when you were talking about that, it just reminded me of when I was younger, I was a superstar in athletics. And the thing that I would do during the day when I would daydream, I wouldn't daydream about, you know, things that I wanted and whatever, clothes or whatever as a little girl. I actually daydreamed about me playing my ball. My, I, I was a big softball player and a, mm. a volleyball player. And I would literally imagine in my mind how I'm going to hit that ball when I got up there, you know, and I would hit it over as a home run. Or I would remember myself as a center, I remind myself and just kind of imagine myself you know, digging and catching that, because uh, uh, I was an outfielder, that um, pop ball that was coming at me. And I would th dream about me sliding into a um, home run or, you know, these are the things that I would actually dream about, I should say, imagine. And sure enough, my actions just played out intuitively. My body would just play it out. And, and that's, I think, how I became a lot more successful. I just naturally did it, not knowing, though, of course, that I was, in a sense, hypnotizing myself or, you know, I didn't know anything about that. But that just reminded me, just as you were discussing about the ima being imagining yourself in the position, that makes total sense. Yes. And the great thing about it, the younger we are, the more hypnotizable we are. So you doing that while you were young, we are in theta, or that slow brain wave when we're younger, the older we get, the more we get out of that. But the younger we are, the more our brains are in those slower brain waves. Our imaginations are more wild and more open. And, and because you were young while you were doing that, you were even more susceptible to that. But even as an older, as an adult, that kind of hypnotherapy is very effective. It's very effective to shift the thoughts because it's old programming that's there. Mm. And that programming is deep. Right, of course it is. At this, you know, on the other spectrum, I would think that when you are thinking about something that's going to happen, or it hasn't even happened, but you're thinking something bad's going to happen, anxiety about a situation, uh, speaking on stage, or going for that interview, and you're thinking all negative thoughts, you're also focusing on that too much, and that's going to produce negativity as well, don't you think? 
Absolutely. That often does. And that's one of the things that people come to speaking is one of the things people come to hypnotherapy for um, just being able to get on stage. I I worked with a guy years ago who was getting married and he knew he was going to have to give a toast at his at his wedding. And he even though those were his friends and his family and his and his, you know, soon to be wife's friends and family, he still was going to be nervous doing it. He he was a doctor and um, he would speak to people patients he would do a workshop and he would just sweat and get so nervous even though this is something he does on a daily basis he knows his stuff he's great at what he does but he just gets nervous and that nervous that nervousness takes over him so we had to really train his brain and that's what it boils down to we're training the brain now when he was about five or six years old, he was the youngest in his family. And he's a, from a family of doctors. And but they were older. His, his parents were doctors. His older brothers were probably 10 and 15 years older than he was. So they weren't doctors yet, but they all knew they would be. And so he was never really allowed to talk at the dinner table because they, he was five and they were 10 and 15 and, you know, and, and adults. And so he was always told to be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Nobody wanted to listen to him. So the story that he was telling himself that his words weren't important. And so if his words weren't important, why would he get up on that stage? And so if he got up on that stage and he said unimportant words, why would those people listen to him? So all of this story is running subconsciously, of course, subconsciously, this is running in inside him and he can't bring himself to get on stage, even though at this point, at 40 years old, He's almost, he was almost 40 years old, but at almost 40 years old, he knew his stuff. His words were important, but he couldn't believe it because that old programming was still running and it doesn't just go away, mm. not by itself at least. Well, how long did that client have to work with you or the length of time visits for him to be able to go up and speak his truth in front of that the people that love him and, and at his wedding? How long did it take him? Oh, yes. That's the joy of hypnotherapy. I have worked with people who in one session have completely changed, completely shifted. But I would say in general, six to 12 sessions is what I usually tell people to prepare for. But the way that I work is that I do intensive. So I'm probably going to see you twice for three or four hours at a time is we really going to get down to what you are, your immediate need first, because your brain needs to get through their immediate need. And then we're going to go back to the old trauma because whatever you're dealing with today, whether, and, and I say this, I know I'm talking to a room full of doctors, but whatever you are dealing with, but also what your patients are dealing with, whatever you are dealing or whatever your patients are dealing with today started a long time ago. So we do have to look at the immediately a need. And the reason we do that is because the brain won't let us go further than that if we don't take care of the immediate lead. Once we take care of the immediate need, the brain will trust us and it will allow us to go further. And the reason why I say that as well is because like I said earlier, doctors do tend to run into resistance. Resistance is not necessarily a bad thing. The resistance tells us what the patient is ready for. And if they're not ready to heal yet, listen to them. Don't force it. 
the brain will be ready. The brain wants to change. The brain wants to heal. It is just afraid of the unfamiliar because the brain sees familiar as good and unfamiliar as bad. Even if unfamiliar is healing, is relief. They still see the brain still sees it that way. So we first have to get the brain to trust us. And once the brain trusts, then it will allow us to go back further and even further and even further into the healing where it really where the cause because, you know, we can heal symptoms all day long, but we'll be doing that for life. And sure, we can get rich off of healing symptoms, but we, we won't find meaning in our lives. We won't feel rewarded because we're not really doing our jobs. Mm, beautifully said. Kane, uh, you did mention that you work with a lot in medical profession, people in the health industry, but you do take clients that are outside of that realm as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times I, I love what I do because I get the tough clients. Like a lot of times patients come to me because their doctor sent them to me. It's like, you're too resistant. You need to go see Kane and get some hypnotherapy or a therapist sent them to me. So the therapist is, you know, handling this client and the client is not following their treatment plans. And they say, hey, you need to go see Kane. I get the most resistance and I love those because I don't see them as resistant and I don't see them as tough. I usually can break through resistance pretty quickly. Um, but I, I, prefer to work with doctors in my group. I have a hypnotherapy group and I work with doctors in that group. And the reason is because I have a goal to reach millions of people, but I can't do that by myself. And so if I work with doctors and teach them some of my techniques, but also help them heal because doctors are overwhelmed and burned out. And, and you, we, you know, we said we were going to talk about financial prosperity, but many doctors think they have to choose between, um, making a difference and making money and they don't. And so I I like to share my knowledge with doctors, especially that financial abundance, that prosperity, that idea of prosperity and helping them break through their blocks so they can get through their idea of prosperity. But often doctors recommend patients to me so their patients are not usually doctors. And so on a one-on-one private, usually a retreat session is what I call it, a retreat session. Those are usually patients that aren't doctors. Um, A lot of times I work with men. That's who I work with primarily. I would say 60 to 80% of the patients that I see are men. Um, Anger is the number one thing they usually come to me for. Anger that's usually causing them stress, the anger that's creating the dissension in their relationships, the anger is that It's keeping them from sleeping at night. So sleep, like you mentioned earlier, is one of the biggest things that I work on. And hypnotherapy works so well for that. Um, I don't do a lot of pain hypnotherapy, but that's another thing that I work on sometimes. But what I really love is the trauma. And trauma comes from you know, usually our past, zero to seven, like I said earlier. And that's who the doctors end up sending me. But oddly enough, children, I get Oh. Yeah, children too. That's really my favorite population. I don't get to work with them as much as I would like to. My teenagers, I just love working with teenagers. And the reason why I love working with teenagers, because you remember I said zero to seven is when we get most of our programming, right? And then seven to 14 is when we kind of solidify, we kind of prove it. Seven to 14, we're saying, 
okay, I have this hypothesis. I think the world is this way. I think I get love this way, but let me just prove it. And so we, we put ourselves, that's why teenage years are so hard because we're putting ourselves through this test to see, was I right? Is this the way the world is? And then they, we, we kind of hold on to that idea. We prove it, that hypothesis. And so if I could get a teenager like somewhere between 14 and 19, I can clear up that old programming that was instilled in them. So they have a clean slate and they get to start over. And it's almost like they're zero again. They're mm. just, they're not, they're, they're, ba- they're like fresh again. So I love working with teenagers. I prefer to wait until after the programming because I don't like to do hypnotherapy and send a kid back into the system that they, that created the problem. Um, the challenge that, that I have as a hypnotherapist is that I know that it's nothing wrong with that child. Mm. It's the system. It's nothing wrong with the parents either. It's the system. Maybe the parent is, 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 has some trauma themselves. And yes, they might be abusive, but there's nothing wrong with them. They are hurting. They have been victimized. And now they've turned that child into the victim. And so that's, it's tough to send, it's tough to do that work and then send a child back into that environment because I know that they'll just need to come back to me again. And I'm not in the business of repeat clients. That's not what I do. I don't want repeat patients. I want you to heal. Now you can come back to me for something else. Maybe you were in a car accident later on in life and you, you now you don't want to drive. And so we need to do hypnotherapy to, to heal you from that. But I don't want us to, to, to meet again for the same challenge. Mm. That's that's a great, great goal there. Gosh, you know, we're pretty much out of time, but I do want you to talk about uh, just a, briefly about your website, presidentiallifestyle.com and what the presidential experience is. Yes. So Presidential Lifestyle is our company and Presidential Lifestyle is a wellness company focused on wealth in all of its forms. And if you go to our website, presidentiallifestyle.com, you'll see what we offer. You see a little bit about the company. And I have that quiz that I talked about at the top of the show, the money mentality quiz. You'll see a space to, to take the money mentality quiz and see how you've been using money to get love. And it's just a fun quiz. Just take it. Don't have to be so serious. And from there, if you want to connect with us more, you can. We'll send you an email after you take the quiz and tell you how you connect with us more. But the presidential experience, that's our private retreat. And so we see doctors in our private retreat or we see their patients, doctors, patients, they sort of like prescribe, you should say, we could say the presidential experience and the presidential experience, you either do it virtually or live. And we were a virtual company even before COVID. So you can do the presidential experience virtually or live, but it's an intensive hypnotherapy session really dedicated to you where we can get past your prosperity blocks. Now it's focused on money, but it's a gateway to really healing you, your love. So you can receive more because society told us that it's better to give than to receive. And because of that, especially us, especially those healthcare professionals out there, right? We're so focused on giving that we are terrible receivers. And in the presidential experience, we help you balance that giving and receiving, finding some harmony there. So you get the right amount. You can tell yourself when to stop, when to go, because sometimes you do want to be generous, but other times you need to be what I call self-full and just be full of yourself, focused on yourself. But we need a 
roadmap, a formula to do that. I call it the U formula. And in the presidential experience, you'll get your U formula. We'll get a formula designed especially for you because prosperity means different things to different people. And using our breakthrough, our breakthrough to prosperity system, that system will help you determine what that formula is for you. Now, we do this in the Prosperity Club as a group for doctors, but the presidential experience is our private one-on-one retreat. And that's specific to you. So you don't have to do it in a group if you don't want to. But the Prosperity Club is that that group for doctors where you have that peer-to-peer kind of Uh, forum that you can go to but weekly every single week I do hypnotherapy for the doctors and then they also have the option depending on when they come I usually sometimes do like a special offer and I'll give out some some private hypnotherapy sessions as well Ah, everything that you're saying I'm thinking about how i you know, I'm one of the heroes too. Like, you know, <laughs> we, I just give, give, give and, and being of service. And it, I get a lot out of it. And that is the love I get too. I get it. But this year yeah. alone, I mean, it's changed, Kane, for me. I, I'm doing so much more for myself. I'm, I don't, I'm not working as much. I'm going to Hawaii for a full month. And although I'm going to be working while I'm in Hawaii, but I'm going to be enjoying every bit of it. I got myself an RV, you know, for myself so I can travel and really nourish my spirit and physicality. So I feel that just uh, even the changes from this COVID and um, just in the stage in my life, I'm I'm going towards more loving self. That's phenomenal. Mm, yes. And I remember when we met, I remember you telling me that. And that is so yummy. Like I got chills just listening to hearing you say that and being able and a lot of people saw 2020 and the COVID crisis as, um, I don't know, awful or just trauma. a lot of complaints. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there also was some beautiful moments in 2020. And sure, some people lost loved ones. Absolutely. And we have to give that is due. It, that is painful. But if we look at it, if we just shift our thinking around it, I bet we can find some golden nuggets just like you did. If you were able to pull back a little in your practice and focus on yourself more. Sure, you can be a hero anytime. You can save as many patients as you like. But sometimes you're going to have to turn around and save yourself. Mm, thank you, Kane. Such great, beautiful words. I so appreciate you and having you on this show. I really do. Uh, what a blessing it was to have you here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I just love spending time with you and I can't wait to spend more. I got to get on that RV with you. Yeah, you got it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> have a great weekend. Okay. Wow. Presidentiallifestyle.com. Presidentiallifestyle.com is Kane Quarter's website. Definitely go check out that men- mentality, the money mentality quiz. You'll be surprised what you find out. I so appreciate this. And I know you've learned a great deal here. So do share the show with your loved ones. It will change their life for the better. And please subscribe if you haven't already so we can continue to do our very best here on Wellness for Life. If you need help in digging deeper with your health issues, I work with people globally through phone and Skype consultations. And my contact info is available on my website, drsuzanne.com. Until next time, go out there and live your best life full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.